1: This is Sports Day for Kia.
0: The striking Kia range. The cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
2: On a warm Thursday, welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Uh, My name's Paul Bonser. Alongside me tonight, my uh, partner in crime, it's Dan Menzel.
3: Bonds, it is a hot Thursday and uh, there's plenty of heat around the sporting world at the moment. There is uh, Phoenix Suns, uh, talk about hot. The cricket at the moment, there is plenty to get into. What a day of sport.
2: Well, we're annoyed, aren't we, really? Because one of the South Australian
3: legends has been left out of the test
2: side. We'll talk about Travis Head being dropped.
3: Yeah, we're not the only ones annoyed. There is plenty of people that uh, can't uh, understand this decision, including some former greats of the Australian cricket team.
2: Yeah, and I'm sure you'd like to have your say on that as well. 0427 154 166, that's the text line. Give us a call, 1300 736 736. Are you upset that Travis Head is... Been dropped or are you okay with it? Uh, other news, uh, Zampa, Adam Zampers wants to go from the Stars to the Renegades. We'll talk about that. Toddy Gray from Greyhound Racing SA is going to join us. And, Mens, you've got another AFL club preview. You're looking at two clubs again tonight, North and Richmond.
3: Yes, we will look at uh, North Melbourne, see if they can actually ascend up the up the ladder. Sorry, And uh, the Richmond Tigers, I um, think they're going to be a good chance this year, Bond, so we'll break them down later in the show.
2: All right, and there's a Shield game tomorrow, so we'll speak to Nathan McAndrew from the Redbacks as well. Let's get straight into it. The hot topic, thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com.
0: Sports Day SA. You're unbelievable. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA.
2: Well, men, let's go across to Nagpur, and um, we were going along quite smoothly at lunch. We lost two early wickets, two, two for zip. Um, the first one to go was Kawaja, and then this happened to David Warner.
1: Towards us, towards Warner, and balls him!
0: pops up, out of the ground. shanny Castles, the left-hander. Australia, two for two.
3: Yeah, so two for two and then put on 74 runs between Steve Smith and Marnus Labashane and we were two for 76 at lunch. Looking pretty good. And then things changed pretty quickly uh, when uh, we came out of the break. And uh, it's uh, an absolute pressure cooker at the moment. Uh, We're going to talk about Travis Head being omitted from this team. There's some other players that haven't really stacked up so far. His replacement, Peter Hanscom, is in at the moment. Uh, Just had a really near miss as well, nearly edge one behind. So he's currently 16 not out. Uh, Matt Renshaw-Bonds, golden duck. Yes. He Uh, put his
2: front pad down the track and uh, Ravi hit it and
3: he was out. He was so we are currently 5 for 119 after 44 overs. Alex Carey is in. Uh he's on 4 off just one delivery and Hanskins 16 not out. Uh now there's been a lot of discussion around the cricket world about the omission of Travis Head who's been in such good form over the past season in uh it, especially here in Australia. He struggled, yes, he'd been a little bit in the subcontinent uh, continent, but it's so of all of our batters uh, over time. And, uh, Bonds, I want to know your opinion. Should he have been left out of this starting <laughs> no, 11?
2: No way in the world. He's the number four test batsman in the world at the moment. I, I, I It makes no sense whatsoever to leave him out of the side and play Ranshaw. I have no problem. Say
3: that again. He's the what number in the world? Four. He's the number four test batsman in the world. Not in Australia, in the world. That's Uh, my understanding, yes. That is incredible that they've made that decision. Uh, I can understand the decision in a way that they've played the conditions, they've played the pitch. We spoke last night about how they had doctored the pitch so that – the left-handers from Australia would really struggle because the way they'd actually watered the pitch, the diagonals of the pitch where the left-handers would face the spinners, there'd be plenty happening on the wicket. Now, if that is the case and you want to bring in a right-hander in Peter Hanscom and take out a left-hander like Travis Head, there's somewhat um, of an understanding or a level of understanding to that. The thing I don't get is Matt Renshaw is a left-hander. Why would you not drop Matt Renshaw and play Travis Head if you want to bring in the right-hander?
2: Yeah, obviously Travis – Travis record on the subcontinent isn't fantastic but he hasn't played there for a long time. So what yeah, it didn't go great against Pakistan but but give the guy a chance. He's he is been apart from Steve
3: Smith and Labashane, he is your next best player. Correct. 100%. A, a, and you're dropping him. And so his averages aren't great in Sri Lanka and Pakistan but he's never played in India from what we're from Correct. what we've just looked up. So it's not like there's uh, he's had innings on the board and he hasn't been able to perform in that country. Now, again, a lot of the talk is about Hanskin coming in for Travis Head. Matt Renschel was the one for mine that has escaped a little bit here, and I don't think he'll escape for much longer because he got out for a golden duck. Hanskin's actually on 16 going okay at the moment. So there will be plenty of talk about this. Uh, no doubt Travis, who was potentially in line for the captaincy they talked about, vice-captain at stages, uh, it's he's going to be questioning things now. Where his career is at?
2: Are you upset about it as we are? 0427 154 166. Text in or give us a call one 736, 736. And just for the Travis Head uh, fans, here's Matthew Renshaw getting out.
0: So Matt Renshaw to face his first ball. Three catching men. Jadeja delivers over the wicket. Shout for in for four. Out. It's given. He's on a hat trick. Renshaw lunged forward. Chadasia gets it spot on. Left arm around the wicket. He's going to review it. Go straight
3: up. Yeah, he
2: did review it, but in the end it uh, it was smashing into leg stump.
3: It was. And so for those who want to know, Travis Head's average in the subcontinent is around about 20. Now maybe you go Hanscom and Renshaw have a much better average. Uh, Renshaw from his nine innings averages 25 and Hanscom just a touch better at 28. So there's not much of a discrepancy there. So you'd think you'd go with the informed player, but that's not what they've done on this occasion. And George Bailey and the selectors will be hoping that Peter Hanskin can continue on and make at least a half century here to relieve some of that pressure.
2: And we'll give you a score updates uh, throughout the show as well. Um, Char Time, the home of freshly brewed tea. Are you thirsty for Char Time? Explore our ready-made signature range drinks inspired by Char Time fan faves. Um, men's, let's talk about Adam Zampa. Yeah. It looks like there's a trade going on. Both Basically all parties have agreed Adam Zampa will be going – going to the Renegades. Sam Harper will be going from the Renegades to the Stars, freeing up a bit of cap space it sounds like.
3: Yeah, that's exactly it. He's going to move just down the road from the MCG to uh, Marvel Stadium and and play for the Renegades. When when I first heard this, I did think, hang on a second, Zampa for Harper? He was their captain this year. That makes no sense, but it is and they have talked about it that it is cap space. They, they want to bring in some other players. They finished on the bottom of the table this season. They need to change something. So it's purely on cap space, which makes sense with a team that uh, couldn't win many games this year.
2: And speaking of trades, while we're driving in here, we both heard this uh, on the way in. There's a trade, a massive trade in the NBA.
3: They're
1: playing <laughs> oh.
2: Sam's on the bottom. Oh. Oh.
0: Oh.
3: Yes, it was Kevin Durant traded from the Brooklyn Nets to the Phoenix Suns. Now this is a massive trade. Uh, Kevin Durant play has played for a number of teams. Now he was with Golden State Warriors with Steph Curry when they won those championships. Uh, we saw Kyrie Irving get traded earlier in the week from the Brooklyn Nets to the Dallas Mavericks. So I guess in a way it doesn't come as a surprise that Kevin Durant has also been traded, and the Brooklyn Nets are going into rebuild mode now. Have you got the trade uh, finalisation there? for Yes. Ones?
2: So the Suns get Kevin Durant and TJ Warren. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets get Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, Jay Crowder and four first-round draft picks. Four first-round draft That's picks. That's over
3: the next four years. That is a massive haul. I mean, it's great for the Brooklyn Nets. They've got rid of Kyrie. They've got rid of Kevin Durant. That have caused them a lot of issues off Court, to be honest, and so they were re- rebuild with really nice um, protected or unprotected picks there, and uh, and so for Phoenix they this is a great move I believe they're all in CP3 is there Chris Paul uh, the time is now they got DeAndre Aden and they've got Devin Booker who still for mine is underrated in the league he's one of the best players in the league. They lost the 2021 finals to Milwaukee. They were up 2-0 in that series, and they lost 4-2. Last year, they lost to Luka Doncic's Mavericks in the semi final, So they were up 2-0 on that one as well. They've been thereabouts. Uh, does this, for yours, Bond, does this put them over the top? Does this give them the greatest chance in the league to win the championship this year? No, but that is a slightly biased opinion. I knew it would be. You're, you're still confident. <laughs> I'm still calling it the Celtics are winning On your Boston Celtics. However, the Celtics are in the Eastern Conference. Yes. The Phoenix Suns are in the Western Conference. So it would be – I, if I was picking it right now, I believe that Phoenix will play Boston in the championship, in the finals. Um, I, I think, think they it, do now. I think it puts them over the top. I yes. actually think – Look, Durant's injured at the moment. He's still a couple of weeks away from coming back, but I think that with Devin Booker and CB3, this is their year. I believe that the Phoenix Suns should be the favourite to win it from here. That's
2: the big concern for me is the health. He's 34 years old, old uh, Kevin Durant. He's coming towards the end of his career. He might play for another four years. Yep. But I still think that's a concern. Australia 5 for 129, Kerry on 10, Hanscom on
3: 20. Hans just hanging in there at the moment and uh, he's getting through that pressure, but yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. Um, be interested to see what uh, NBA fans think, but I, I think that with CP three love would love to see him win one. He's never won one. Uh, he's one of those players that's been around for a long time and just hasn't been able to get it done. I think this puts him over the top. I think they'll be healthy come the right time of the season. And Devin Booker will be the MVP of the finals this year.
2: Good call. We'll wait and see what happens. We will. Um, we will. Are you angry about Travis Head? Text in oh four two seven one five four one double six, and uh and let us know not if just, you're upset about Trav not
3: n- playing. Not just for his batting, but his bowling as well. Yes,
2: that, it, that makes no sense whatsoever. On a
3: spin-friendly pitch, yep. we've picked two spinners. Uh, why wouldn't you play him? Because he can bowl and pick up a wicket or two here or there. It's uh, it's uh, we, we understand the decision. By going with the pitch, but there was two players there, I would have dropped Renshaw, personally. It's a ludicrous decision, just like buying anything else but a Kia.
2: Uh, Kia, progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. Coming up on the show, we're going to speak to one of our favourites, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing Australia. He's going to be on very shortly and uh, give us, hopefully, some tips because he's been a bit, uh, can we say... A bit up and down. Ordinary.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk to Todd about this.
2: <laughs> Todd's coming up. And later in the show, from the Redbacks, Nathan McAndrew. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You're listening to Sports Day for Kia.
0: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance, and quality design. That's Kia.
2: Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day S.A. on Cruise 1323 and nine SEN S.A. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with you. And coming in the winter, the main men that look after this show, their names are David Wildy and Malcolm Blight. Yes, Wilds and Blighty will be back just before the start of footy season to take you through the whole winter. And uh, Men's, we got a text in.
3: Yes, we do. Tim from Edwards town has said that Travis head should have been the player of the series against South Africa in our last series and now can't even get a game. That's, that's a great point. Uh, David Warner was player of the series with his one double hundred, but, uh, Travis head made as many runs in that series. And, uh, imagine that if he was player of the series bonds and then can't even get a lick in the first test match in the next test series.
2: Um, and another text has just come in as well. Um, Cricket Australia, absolutely the dumbest bunch of spuds, <laughs> spuds. And, and again shows that if you play for SA, you don't get picked.
3: Yeah, look, it's uh, it's an interesting decision to say the least. Uh, if it was just hands come for head, then that maybe they've got um, something to stand on, but a leg to stand on. But not when there's Renshaw as well. I can't believe that decision.
2: Let us know how you feel. O four two seven one five four one double six. But now it's time for the man, Todd Gray from Greyhound Racing Australia. Uh, Greyhound Racing SA, I should say. Greyhound Racing SA. No one runs the dogs like South Australia.
0: Sports Day SA. On Cruise
2: 1323 and 1629 SEN SA. Toddy Gray, I can hear you giggling in the background. How are you going, my friend? Yeah, not too bad. Always in a good mood, lads. It's hard not to be. All right, what do you got for us? Let's get into it. We, we, well, no, let's have a chat to him first, Mens.
3: Yep, we need to. Uh, Toddy um, got a bit of a bone to pick with you. Uh, last week you had a few outsiders that uh, let us down. Let's be honest. Um, so I want to hear what you've got tonight, uh, and uh, and then we'll jump into it. I think. So what what's your selections for us tonight? Uh, Easy. Uh, Two for you tonight.
0: Uh, It's right in the middle of the card. The first one is race five, number two, Spring Flute. Probably the best back dog of the night, to be honest. This dog's been smashed, smashed, smashed in the bedding because the price was wrong, wrong, wrong. Um, Look, one of two things are going to happen in this race. The one dog is going to be our best friend or our worst enemy. The one dog will lead. The one dog will lead, and it goes exit right on the first turn. Uh, Something's going to get the absolute saloon passage on that first turn, and I think it's going to be us. Um, If we get that run through, we will not miss the podium here, and you can get almost black figures the place. Uh, If we don't, however, miss on that first turn, we're going to end up at the OTR across from the track here getting (laughs) bread and milk. It's going to run very (laughs) wide, the one dog. Um, So, look, if we dodge the one on the first turn, game on. And I mean seriously, game on, and the the fixed odds and the bookies will be trembling. If we don't dodge the one, we're going to need luck. It's that simple. The feast or famine in the first 50 metres.
3: I like that. I like that. What's your, what's your next one you have for us, Toddy? Uh,
0: so this one comes with a bit of a caveat as well, lads, but it's, uh, this one's much bigger odds. Race six, number six, Emily Wiggum. Uh, look, it's won three of its last four starts. Winning form is good form. Now, our issue here is not is the outside dog, number seven, Bernardo Bowl. Uh It jumps well, and it is a fence crasher. It wants to go straight to the left. Uh, we need to be on our best manners early. If we lead it, we dodge it, we avoid all the issues, and seriously... The double figures is looking very tasty because I reckon we can get to – we'll lead. We will get to the front at least going around to the catching panel down the back if we can dodge to seven. If we don't, again, we're going to need luck to go our way. But at double figures, I'm happy to roll the dice and say we're going to dodge to seven. Um, And even if we don't, I'm still happy to be on double figures if it takes some luck. But uh, again, it's going to be Sydney or the bush here, lads. Uh, Within the first 50 metres, both these dogs tonight.
3: Interesting. So race five, number two, spring flute, and race six, number six, Emily Wigan. Now my bone to pick with you, Toddy, is in race four. I can't believe I gave you the chance to back it. In race four, we, we have Basil Brush Rose. You've told us about this a long time ago. You haven't picked it the last few weeks and it has gone win win and it backs up again tonight at two dollars eighty. I thought you would back it in. Uh why have you not selected it as your top pick for the night? <laughs>
0: Uh, look, oh, look, I, love, I love the dogs. I really do. But sometimes the dogs don't love me, boys. Uh, this dog, if I reckon, if you looked at this dog's last two wins, I swear it's winked at the camera when it's won. And I'm telling you, it's winking at me. I know it is. Uh, just, I just can't, There's some dogs you just cannot get right. Every time I thought Basil Brush, well, you were there one at the Adelaide yep. Cup night. Every time I thought Basil Brush was a moral, he let us down. And then every time I thought he was a good risk, he bolted in. Um, look, some dogs. Everyone has something they can't catch, whether it be a, a sporting team, a sporting player. I have a couple of dogs, um, and Basil Brush, he is he is first, second, and third on my list of dogs I cannot get right. Uh, look, I don't think – I'm going to tell him what I tell my mission, right? It's not, it's, not him, it's not them. It's me, all right? It's not you. It's me. It's my fault, Basil. I can't get you right. But no, fair enough, too. I don't blame that. I, I, I love a little bit of stirring when I deserve it, and I do. So, well done, Buffy. So,
3: on that note, is it winning tonight or not, Toddy? Life on the line.
0: For oh, I it would have to be my oh, I'm gonna say that it would have to be get my off the top fence. Pick. if someone honestly twisted my arm, if someone twisted my arm and said, What is your top pick in that race? He's second favourite and I oh I don't know enough about the one dog, which is a dollar sixty. So I've got to go with the dog I know rather than the dog I don't. But God, how many times can you get your heart broken? <laughs> All
2: right, Todd. Mate, thanks for joining us again on a Thursday <laughs> night. Best of luck and uh, we'll keep a close eye on your tips.
3: No worries. Cheers, Legends. Thanks, Toddy. Toddy
2: Gray from Greyhound Racing. For expert Greyhound Racing tips, follow the Dogs SA on
3: Twitter or check out Greyhound Racing SA on Facebook. He didn't want to jump into it, but we made him jump into it. So we're going with it as his third tip for the night is Basil Brush Rose along with Spring Flute and Emily Wigan from Toddy Gray there.
2: Uh, Score update from Nagpur. Australia are five for 136. Alex Carey, our man, is on thirteen. Pete Hamskin going along nicely on 20.
3: Nice little partnership here. So you touched on it before in the ad break. If we can get to 250 on this pitch, that might be enough. We're on 136 at the moment. Uh, So if they can continue to put this partnership together, then we will be in an all right position on a tough pitch, especially to bat last as well. Yeah,
2: well, they're batting last on it. So you're right. I think 250 will be competitive on a pitch that will break up as the days go by. There's not a lot of... Not a lot of moisture in this pitch, but at the, at the moment, they need a partnership from Kerry and Hampson to get them up to that 250 mark. Coming up on the show, men's AFL preview of North Melbourne and Richmond. And from the Redbacks, the man himself, Nathan McAndrew, joining us here on the Summer Edition of Sports SA.
1: You're listening to Sports Day for Kia.
0: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.
2: Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel with you on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. I can give you a cricket score update Currently, Australia won the toss. They're batting first. To five for one forty-seven. Carey is on twenty-one. Hamscombe on twenty-three. Kerry, twenty-one off twenty-two. Men's going okay.
3: Yeah, yes, he he's been aggressive, which is working at the moment.
2: Our next guest is brought to us by your local Tire Power. Select, sorry, save on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Buy three, get one free at Tire Power. I'll start. Oh, wow. From the South Australian Redbacks, it's Nathan McAndrew. Nathan, welcome to the Summer Edition of Sports ASA. How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me. Uh, good. We're going to ask you the hard question first. Uh, Travis Head being dropped, it just doesn't make sense, does it?
1: Yeah, a little bit stiff, that on Hetty. Um, he's obviously had a pretty pretty amazing 12 months. Um, so, yeah, I'm sure he'll be absolutely gutted. Um, yeah, the way we're going... Uh, at the moment, Kez is looking pretty aggressive, and, and I'm sure Hetty if he was to play, would have would have taken the same approach. So, you know, shame that we can't see the both of them out there um, in, a, in a test match for Australia. But, yeah, hopefully he gets his chance at some point over there.
3: Now, Nathan, we'll ask you about the pitch as well. It looks okay looking at it now, but your thoughts on uh, if you saw the pitch yesterday and how it looked doctored and uh, the conditions there in Nagpur? I did see a
1: picture. Um, I, I thought it was photoshopped at first. <laughs> um, we, we just finished our main training session ahead of our Shield game and, yeah, got back into the change rooms and Big Wes Agar was, was uh, laughing and, and showing all the boys. And, yeah, I thought he must have clicked onto a fake account that would put out a, a fake photo. But um, sure enough, yeah, you saw it from quite a few outlets. And, yeah, I was, I was pretty blown away by it. I've never seen anything like that before um so yeah there was actually quite a lot of anticipation from my end just um you know waiting to see what it does it it looked um pretty gnarly but um it hasn't you know it's it's done a little bit but it hasn't done too much yet it'll be really interesting to see how it plays over the five days
3: do you think that the home team or home country uh should have free reign and basically do what they want there's different opinions on this
1: yeah it is very there's a lot of i think there's got to be a home ground advantage, definitely, or a home field advantage um, for the home country, but I think within reason. So that's somewhat sitting on the fence, but I think there's got to be a, you know, there's got to be a happy medium there somewhere. I do think home teams should have the home home advantage. Indian sh- wickets should turn. Australian wickets should seam and bounce, and um, countries should be tough to beat in their own conditions. Um, but I think there's also got to be a fairness to it as well. So, um, I apologise if that's sitting on the fence somewhere, but I think it has be an advantage. It's, I think just to, to what extent, that, how far you go with it, um, I think there's a bit of grey area always. All
2: right, before we get into the Red Bull stuff, I just want to ask you a bit about the big bash. Did You, you obviously had a really good big bash with the Thunder. Uh, were you happy with the way things went?
1: Yeah, well, I mean... Personally, um, I'm talking unless, about. Unless you win the, um Unless you win the comp, I don't know if you're ever happy with how it goes um, as, a, as a whole, but yeah individually I was pretty happy with with how it went um i was yeah pretty disappointed to miss the start of the tournament but um was able to get in there after four or five games and and from there I felt like I played good cricket so yeah that was that was uh you know good for me and I knew there were sort of some opportunities overseas that yeah when I first got left out of the side I was pretty gutted about because I knew there were Potentially some eyes on, um, you know, waiting to see how it went for some other opportunities. And luckily, once I got in, I was able to, to do well. And then from there, some some county cricket opportunities uh, come up as well, which is which is always nice. So looking forward to that after our season.
3: That is nice. We'll delve into that in a second. Uh, you took three for twenty nine against the Scorchers and four for thirty two against the Heat. Uh, it looked like you relished uh, bowling the surge over, which uh, I guess Bonds and I spoke about this. Bowlers might get nervous with it. Uh, do you actually want to bowl that over? And you look like you handled it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I, I love bowling the surge over. To be honest, I think it's. I've always been at my best, sort of bowling those you know those harder overs, the death overs, and the surge overs. And I think. Um, you know it, it's one it depends how you look at it I think it's it's an opportunity to take wickets as well because the opposition are going to go hard and I think it's it's just such a big moment in the game um, for you know for both sides the surge of, you know how much of an impact it can have on the course of the game so just knowing that there's an opportunity to, to do something for your team to change the game in your favor is, is something that I relish and Yeah, getting to bowl those surge overs with Daniel Sam's at the Thunder is something that I've really enjoyed that partnership and, yeah, really really enjoyed it.
3: So, just uh, before we get into the Red Bull stuff uh, and talk about those county opportunities and the Redbacks, uh, the big bash plans for you going forward. Uh, Our strikers struggle with the bowling lineup this year. Is there a chance that we see you back or are you going to be sticking with the Sydney Thunder?
1: Uh, Well, I've still got another year on contract, so definitely nothing... um, So we can't buy you back here. (laughs) No, okay. Um, uh, No, I'll still definitely be in lime green next year for sure.
2: I was going to ask you about uh, the transition from white ball to red ball, but obviously playing for the Mighty Peckers uh, on the weekend, you took five for 14 and three for 35 with a red kookaburra. That must be a pretty easy transition for you.
1: Um, well, I mean, statistically, it, it went okay. It, it hurt, though. So <laughs> um, yeah, I bowled 19 overs, which isn't really that much. It's You know, that's expected on a day. And um, I felt like i been hit by a truck the next day. So, um, yeah, when you've been bowling nothing more than four overs for two months, it's certainly, you know, a bit of a shock to the system. But, yeah, it was really good fun, actually, to get back um, to the Peckers on Saturday. I haven't been able to play much cricket for them this season. So... Yeah, it was a pretty crucial win for us um, to get the outright points there over Adelaide, and, and that really sort of sets us up in the in the table nicely. Obviously, with the relegation coming in this year, so we were sort of teetering on the edge there, and we still kind of are, but that's um, you know given us a, a little bit of a chance to to stay up for sure, as opposed to it was looking a, a bit bleak there before that result. So um, yeah, that was that was really good for the club, and the boys were pretty up and about. Um, after the game for sure.
2: All right, let's focus on the Shield game coming up. South Australia currently sitting in fifth spot on the ladder, but just one win behind Queensland, who was second. Uh, is there a confidence going into the last two Shield games that uh, there's still a spot in the Shield final up for grabs?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we had a, a sort of a team meeting, um, everyone coming together after Big Bash, obviously. Um, everyone comes back in, and, and that was what Dizzy really, really touched on was that you know, obviously we are in fifth, but we're only one win from second, and and you know WA is sort of running running away with it up top, and and they're probably going to host. Um, they could probably lose every game for the rest of the season and still still host the final. But um, yeah, that second spot's absolutely up for grabs, and and we're sitting second in the one day comp as well, so we're right in the mix for a, a one day final as well. But you know, it's just really exciting. I think obviously there's been some some tough seasons for the Redbacks in the past, and I think over, the, you know, last season and, and this season, my first two seasons here, we felt like we've been building in the right direction. And, um, you know, although we've played on some wickets that haven't, you know, given results for us and, and we've had, a, you know, a couple of bad showings, um, I think the way that we played against Tasmania uh, just before Big Bash was, was such a complete team performance. And I've got no doubt that if we're able to, to roll out with that same intent and same execution... Um, this back half of the season that we'll be able to to give a few teams some nightmares and hopefully we can get a couple of results and, and get into that second spot.
3: Yeah, that would be a great result if we can challenge uh, WA. Now, on to Adelaide Oval. We touched on the pitch in Nagpur before about how uh, it looks uh, interesting, to say the least. Is there an end at Adelaide Oval that you prefer to bowl from? Uh,
1: not really, to be honest. Um, I've, yeah, I've bowled from both and I don't know if I've had... I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd actually be... I've probably got to track uh, some of our stats down and, and see what from each James before I answer that one. I don't know. But um, no, nothing Nothing jumps out at me just yet. I mean, it's a pretty even surface and there's no hill or anything like that. It's traditionally not that windy of a ground either. So there's no um, sort of glaring glaring end that I prefer. I know um, talking to Chatty Sayers, uh, our, my fellow Woodville Packer, uh, he certainly like to run in from the Chad Sayers or the, the Riverbank end, as it's actually known, but Chad <laughs> Sayers end if you listen to Chad. Um, but, yeah, I, I think everyone has their preferences. I, I still, I just, yeah, feel pretty comfortable from both ends, to be honest. Um, there's usually a short boundary, so just probably whichever one's going to the long boundary, to be honest. <laughs>
2: All right, before we, before you we go, um, you mentioned about a county, possible county um, contract. Is that done and dusted, or can you give us a hint about where you get, where you might be going?
1: Yeah, it's all, all signed and all sorted. So I'm heading over to Sussex um, for some, yeah, Red ball four-day cricket and the T20 Blast as well. So, yeah, really exciting. Um, got to head over there last year with, with the Warwickshire and uh, just played Red ball. didn't play the T20s. So, yeah, really excited to head over there and uh, and play both formats and, yeah, challenge myself in what will be my first T20 comp as well overseas. So really looking forward to
2: that, new conditions and different venues, different grounds. So, uh, can't wait for it. Oh, congratulations, mate. It's uh, hard work paying off, so well done. Good luck against WA at Adelaide Oval starting tomorrow and uh, get some runs and get some wickets, eh? Yeah, that's the plan for sure. <laughs> Thanks very much, guys.
3: Thanks, Nathan. Thanks, Nathan. Nathan, Nathan
2: McAndrew from the Redbacks uh, and off to Sussex to play some
3: cricket in England. Yeah, good experience. He'll be over there when the Ashes are on too. So Andy? It will be very handy. AFL Thursday, your preview, thanks to
2: Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. New Year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Well, that's the thing about, that's what I like about. Yeah, that's
0: the thing about, the thing about
2: football. Oh. All right, men's, so we got two clubs to cover, North Melbourne and Richmond. And before you do, I'll give a quick score update. Five for 161, Kerry 35, Hanscom 23
3: go jam-packed show tonight bonds and let's jump into the afl predictions and north melbourne's where we're going to start so they brought in griffin loge and darcy tucker they've lost jason hon francis it has been talked about a lot with him coming over to the power Jed anderson kane turner and uh, my former housemate josh walker as well so we'll look at their strengths uh heading into this season for minus their offensive potency they've got the likes of larky Zerha, common jones curtis taylor Uh, and Jaden Stevenson. So they've got some guys that if they can develop them, they've got some really good goal sense, those guys. There's enough ability there that they can kick a score uh, under Alistair Clarkson. I think that that can be a real strength of theirs in the future is uh, the potency of that forward line. What about the weakness? Yeah, look, it's other than, I guess, the talent that they need to develop and the struggles they've had over the last few seasons, it's the injury-prone players. Now, they got a lot of guys on their list that have missed chunks of the last few seasons, and if you go through these names, Aaron Hall, Taron Thomas, Luke Davies-Uniak, Jaden Stevenson, Nick Larkey, Colman Jones, and Cunnington as well, if those guys can hold up, it's going to give the ruse a chance at improving and being in games for much longer this year, which is where they've really struggled in the last couple of seasons.
2: Pressure gauge on the ruse?
3: Yeah, on the ruse, it's only mild. Now, you've got Alistair Clarkson coming into a new club. He's going to implement the standards. He's going to implement his game plan. It's going to take time. Uh, Clarko is going to be there for a long time, regardless of how they go this year. So the, the pressure isn't too high for this season, uh, for his first year at the club. Who needs to perform? Uh, I'm going to go to a young kid, which uh, I don't love to do, but I'm going to go to Will Phillips. Uh, He had glandular fever last year, so it it made it a really challenging season for him. However, he was taken at pick three in the 2020 National Draft, so it is time for him to really kick-start his career. There was a lot of chatter and a lot of talk around that draft and around him being taken there. He was taken a pick ahead of Logan McDonald at Sydney. Uh, and then you've got Braden Cam- Campbell, Granger, Barras, Elijah Hollands, Nick Cox, Archie Perkins that went after that. So there's some good players there that have played uh, a considerable amount of games. So he's one that they need him to perform to really show why he was taken at pick three uh, and show that there is some real talent there to come through and develop. Alex Carey's just been bold uh, through the gate.
2: Six for 162. Um, most improved player?
3: Yeah, I'm going to go with Tristan Cherry. Uh, I think Todd Goldstein is still their number one ruckman, but it has to be frustrating for North fans that with him in the number one ruck position, it's not going to allow these other guys to develop. Now, if Cherry can get a good run at it, he potentially can excel in the ruck. They've got Coleman Jones there as well. I think it's time for them to make a decision in terms of their youthful ruckman coming through, and I think that he can have a really good season as it goes on and develop as that real number one ruck for North. Who wins their best and fairest? I'm going to go Luke Davies-Uniak. I think uh, last year he showed that real consistency in his game and another preseason under the belt. Uh, he's heading into his sixth AFL season. I think that he'll have a really good year for them. Premiership window? Uh, it's 2 a.m. It's just <laughs> past one, Bons. Uh Look, it's a complete rebuild and restructure under Clarkson. It started a few years ago, to be honest, uh, but it has really just petered along. So they started a couple of years ago. They haven't really developed or advanced much. Uh, it's 2 o'clock for mine. And where will they finish on the ladder? Yes. Well, I said Hawthorne uh, just last week uh, would finish in 18th on the wooden spoon. So I've it's got 15th. North Melbourne in 17th. Uh, I know you don't love that, Bonds. But no, that's fine. That's the fine. Kangaroos, look, they've won two wooden spoons in a row. Yep. Teams don't go bottom, bottom, bottom consecutive years very often. That uh, three wooden spoons in a row is not a good claim to have. And I know Clarkson won't want that. So they're staring down the barrel at three wooden spoons in a row. I think they will leapfrog the Hawks if they can keep those uh, injury-prone players on the park. They've got a bit more experience – they're not the youngest list anymore as well. they got the fourth youngest list in the comp. So I think they can put some wins together and string a few under Aleister Clarkson. All right, let's get on to the Tigers, the Richmond footy club. Yes, the Richmond Tigers. Uh, so some massive additions for them. They've got Tim Taranto and Jacob Hopper have come down from GWS. Uh, they're outs. It's, it's mainly only guys that have retired. Josh Caddy, Kane Lambert, Parker Edwards, Sydney Stack. Uh, so there's no real big names that have left the club. Uh, And so in terms of that, their strengths uh, for mine are their big stage match winners. Now, I think that Richmond has more players than any other team in the competition on their list that can turn a game in a quarter of footy. Now, if you go through Dusty, Shaw Bolton, Tom Lynch, Liam Baker, Daniel Rioli, Jack Rivol, I think they possess uh, as many impact players that will make opposition coaches nervous for the full 120 minutes of a game, and that is their absolute strength. What do you think the weakness of the Tigers is? The weakness for mine is their key position depth. Now, they've lost the likes of Mabia Chol and Callum Coleman-Jones in the last couple of seasons. That When we saw Tom Lynch and Dylan Grimes get injured for periods of last year, they really got stretched down back and up forward. Uh, And so that is where they need their key pillars to stay on the park to be able to contend this year.
2: Pressure gauge on the Tigers?
3: Uh, I'm going to say it's moderate to high. Now the pressure is a little higher this year on a coach who has won three premierships in the past six years. Now that's a pretty incredible stat. It yep. almost should be null and void because he's he's done such a great job. But the reason it's starting to get a little bit higher is they've got the pieces to win it, and some of their best players are coming to the end of their careers. Uh, you've got Koch and you've got Lynch, Rewalt, uh, Dusty. They're all 27, 28, and 30 plus now. So. They fail to perform this year. The questions will be asked of the Tigers at the end of the season. Where are they at? Uh, and if Hardwick is the man to lead them through the next phase, for what I think it's worth, uh, I think those questions will be answered in 2023.
2: Who needs to perform for the Tigers to win the whole thing?
3: If Richmond uh to challenge for a premiership this season, they need Dusty back and playing closer to his best. He doesn't need to be at his best and win those three Nelson Smiths like he did. He doesn't need to be at that level. But I think if he's back and fit and in that team, it's a challenging proposition for any opposition coach. And in turn, what I think it does is it filters through the rest of the group. It gives them a real exuberation of confidence, knowing that we've got Dustin Martin, the bloke who's won three Norm Smith medals. Uh, Everyone else walks uh, taller when he is in the team.
2: Who do you think will improve at the Tigers?
3: Yeah, here's a name for you. Not many would have heard of him. Tyler Sonsi. Yeah,
2: not like him. Good footballer.
3: There's a lot of hype on him in this preseason. He played seven games last year, including the elimination final loss. So they clearly think that he's good enough for the level at at a really pointy end of the season. He could give them a real spark through the midfield and add to the influx of talent with the additions of Taranto and Hopper this year. So it's going to be very interesting to watch that midfield.
2: Yeah, he's got some speed and and goes hard too. Uh, best and fairest for the Tigers.
3: Yeah, I'm going to go a little bit left field. I'm going to go Nick Vlosten. Uh right. When Richmond are playing well, they set up behind the ball as well as any team in the competition, and I think that they will have a good year this year with Vloston rolling off, and he's he'll provide that next number in. He outnumbers extremely well. He gets a lot of possessions in D50 and is their rebound 50 player. I think he's going to have a great year, and I think Vloston will win their best and fairest. Premiership window? I've got them at 10 p.m. Uh, they've reset their team a little bit and added Taranto and Hopper, uh, which for mine bonds is not that dissimilar to when they added Prestia and Caddy back in 2017, who were able to perfectly complement the class of Cochin and Martin. Uh, the time is now to win it with Rewalt, with Tarrant, with Grimes, Dusty, Cotchen and Lynch starting to decline in the coming years. I think that they are ready to go this season and ready to launch back for the premiership this year. Having said that, where do they finish? I've got them finishing fourth on the ladder, which is all you need to be top four. You give yourself that double chance. I think that they will uh, be extremely good come the pointy end. They'll get that team right. they got a lot of superstars in that team, and I've got them challenging for the grand final at the end of the year.
2: Outstanding, men's. Uh, you do, you do, I know you do a lot of homework on this. I mean, you must spend hours on it. It, th- listen, listen. He's got a he's got this massive folder with all this detail in it. There's uh, a
3: bit that goes into it, but yes. uh, Bonds, I want to know where do you think North and Richmond will finish? Uh, North finish bottom, and uh, Richmond will be top four. I agree. Okay, good. Uh,
2: next week, who are you doing
3: next week? We will go over St Kilda and yes. the Sydney Swans, my former team. The That'll Swans. be interesting. It will be interesting to see how they bounce back from that massive grand final loss.
2: Men's, guess what's on
3: Monday? I don't need to tell you. (laughs) Oh, it is one of the biggest days of the year. It is the NFL Super Bowl. Uh, It is Super Bowl day on Monday. It's Sunday night in America. And it is my team, the Philadelphia Eagles, taking on the Kansas City Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Well, you're not here
2: tomorrow. Jade Rawlings is is here with me tomorrow. So uh, it's your opportunity now to tell us all about the Super Bowl and who's going to win it. Yes,
3: I love chatting about this. Uh, It's one of my favorite days of the year, which I alluded to. Now, I want to touch on the road to the Super Bowl. So Philadelphia took on the 49ers and the Giants in the championship round and the divisional round. They won those games 31 to 7 and 38 to 7. They won them convincingly. Kansas City, uh, their games were a bit closer. They took on the Bengals and the Jaguars in which they won 23 to 20 against the Bengals and 27 to 20 against the Jaguars. Now, a stat I want to read out, Bonds is Philadelphia at halftime in those games was up 21 to 7 and 28 to 0. So they blow teams out early. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, they were up 13-6 to 6 and 17-10, to 10. so something's got to give. Both these teams love playing from in front and love controlling the game that way. I think that Philadelphia will look to do that with their offensive line and their defensive line. Um, here's a stat for you. Uh, Philadelphia have four players in their team that have recorded 10 sacks of quarterbacks this year. Now, that has never been done in the history of the game. That shows that they've got some really good defensive linemen and players in their defense that can rush the quarterback, which I think will happen to Patrick Mahomes. If I can take you back two Super Bowls ago when the Kansas City Chiefs were in it, they played Tampa Bay. They lost 31-9, to and they rushed and blitzed Mahomes all game. He threw a couple of interceptions in that game. He got sacked multiple times. I think that's what Philly need to do to win the game, and I think they will do that. On Monday, uh, five years ago, they won the Super Bowl against Tom Brady uh, as well, who played in that Super Bowl yep. against the Chiefs. So there's going to be a few interesting stories in this game. So if Philly are to win, uh, I think they'll get out of the blocks. They will. Their offensive line and defensive line will dominate the game. Here's another name for you to look out for. AJ Brown is their dominant and key wide receiver. He's only had seven catches for 50 yards in the playoffs so far. I think that he's in for a big game on Monday. Now, I've got to take my bias out of it and get to the Chiefs here. If the Chiefs are to win, they need to start fast. You can't play from behind against Philadelphia. Their defensive and offensive lines are too good. They control the game. Their key to the game, Mahomes without saying, is without doubt the key to the game. His last game he threw for two touchdowns and 326 yards on one ankle. Uh, But the other key to the game is Travis Kelsey. Now, he has had a massive playoff so far. He has had three touchdowns, 170 yards in those two games. But the other reason he's the key, I talked about the defensive players that Philly has and how they rush the quarterback. He needs to block those defensive players and then also get out of the block and catch the ball as well. So Travis Kelsey will be massive to their game. They need to get their run game going as well. Uh, With all that said, Bonds, uh, I think my team Philly will win the game. I'm going to back them to win 27 to 17. I think they'll play in front and they'll be too good. Who do you see winning the Super Bowl on Monday? I think the Eagles win 30-24. Yes, so we're both going with the Eagles. Uh, Aussie punter Aaron Sipos and Aussie uh, offensive lineman Jordan Malata both play for the Eagles as well. So if you don't have a team that you have playing on Monday, if you're not sure who to go for, a couple of Aussies there at the Eagles. The other one, if you're not sure about tuning into the game, the halftime show goes all right too, which Rihanna will be performing. Rihanna will be
2: performing. And if you can't watch the game on Monday, you can tune in on SENSA and listen to Jared Waitley's call. He's over there enjoying, enjoying himself, and uh, he's called it the last few years. He has,
3: he's he been do, exceptional. does a great job. The game starts uh, just after 10 a.m. in Adelaide time, just after 10 a.m. The game is in Arizona. So 10 a.m., if you want to see the game, around about 11, 15, 11.30 11 for the Rihanna Halftime Show, if that is your thing as well.
2: It's been a big show. I'll give you a quick uh, cricket update. Uh, six for 172. Cummins is at the crease now. He's six off eight deliveries. Pete Hampson still there, doing a great job for his team. He's 27
3: We have fit a lot in tonight, but there's been a lot happening today. I'm exhausted. It's been
2: a massive show. Um, thanks to Nathan McAndrew for joining us from the Redbacks. That starts tomorrow as well, so you can pop down to Adelaide Oval if you want to see some shield cricket. Uh, it's been fun. Men's have a good uh, training tomorrow. Jade Rawlings will be joining us here on the summer edition of Sports ASA. See you tomorrow.
1: You're listening to Sports Day for Kia.
0: The striking Kia range, the cornerstone of progressive technology, blistering performance and quality design. That's Kia.